Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Why is Darla getting married and I can't seem to find anyone? Why can't I have a job like Harry? Why can't I lose weight like other people in my gym class? Gosh, why is Joe's life so easy? And why is Maggie so happy? Does this sound familiar to you? Have have you ever found yourself envious of someone else's life? If so, we are in the same boat. Have you ever been so envious of someone that you stop seeing the good in your own life? This is the real question that we'll try to work through together this morning. Envy is often called the green-eyed monster because that's how it can feel. I say this because I felt it. It can start small in your gut and often grows larger and larger as you think about it more, and it hinders our ability to see the goodness in our own life. That's the key to knowing that you're feeling envy. When you not only see and admire what someone else has or is, but it clouds your desire to see the goodness in your own life. That's when it's envy. We've been talking about sins here in our sermon series, and we talked about pride. Pride tells God that we don't really need God, but envy tells God that God's not doing it right, that God is giving too much goodness to others and not enough to ourselves. If we are to admit to ourselves, we all want to be number one. Number one's kind of a fun place to be if you think about it. It's the place that gets the most seen, the most admired, the best compliments, and here on earth, it often gets you a lot of rewards. But the usual way that we get to be number one in the world is by going up or stepping on the backs of others. Envy is really an interesting sin because it's something that we feel inside of ourselves. You don't have to have any outward actions in order to feel envious. We feel envy inside of ourselves, but it takes more than one person to feel envious. When Eve bore her second son into the world, humanity became bound to envy. And not only is envy relational, but it works at close range. Envy makes our good friends, even our family, our competitors. You can envy someone when you know them well. Now you might feel jealousy towards a sports star or a celebrity, But envy requires you to know the true life circumstances of someone and desire them as your own. When we envy someone, we magnify their good as well as diminish our own situation. I read this great definition when I was doing research online, and it says that envy is resenting God's goodness in our life as well as ignoring God's goodness in our own life. At first glance, our passage from Matthew today is just a story of her mom trying to take care of her children. And who would blame her? She just wants to make sure her two sons have a place of honor with Jesus, and the disciples don't want to be forgotten in the mix of honor that it seems Jesus is doiling out. 
The disciples become upset when they hear that James and John's mother is trying to secure them a spot with Jesus. They forget that they are just as beloved as James and John are. The passage before us demonstrates that even the closest followers of Jesus are not immune from the sinful and worldly desires that are truly inconsistent with the values of God's kingdom. These who we hear about today are the original followers of Jesus, and they too want lofty titles and connections. Envy will debilitate you and cloud your faith just as it did for the disciples in our passage today. As Christians, you have to put your faith in the Lord Jesus that we know who is directing our path and our access to God. And in other words, that Jesus hears our prayers, but sometimes humanity gets the best of us and we think our prayers aren't heard because we aren't getting what we ask for in the ways that it seems like others around us are. God wants us to be ambitious and to grow into a life that we are called to. But does that mean that we will get everything that we ask for? Absolutely not. Our motivation behind what we are asking for or praying about is important. As you go about your week, remember this question in your prayer life. Is it truly for the glory of God that I am requesting this or simply to make life easier or more enjoyable for myself? On this side of eternity, we may never get an explanation for why our life feels tougher than others or why we don't get what we want. I don't have the answers for that today. But what I can offer you is that a foundation of the Christian faith is that we trust that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And if we are open to God's leading and guidance, that purpose will direct our path. It doesn't mean that the path will be clear, straight, or according to our own timing, but we aren't doing this alone. In this request to to Jesus in Matthew, James, John, and their mother, and the rest of the disciples present, have completely missed the point of the mission to which Jesus is calling them. They are seeking security and glory, which is unfortunately not anything that Jesus is promising. But verse 29 is key. As Christians, Jesus is calling us to serve. And that is because what Jesus is calling us to is what Jesus is called the disciples to in Matthew as well. We are called to follow the example that Jesus set on this earth while he was here, which was all about service and not about glory. Also, it's good to note, sometimes our timing of our requests might not be exactly the timing that we want, and it might not be yet God's timing for them to be granted, but it doesn't mean that they aren't good requests to God. Where this is the case, we need to exercise patience, which can be really hard at times. It's okay to petition God for things, but we must do so with the right motivation and knowing that the timing may not be what we desire it to be. We are to serve others, and sometimes service can be advocating to God on the behalf of others. I know that I tend towards being an envious person. I can focus on others and what others have rather than what is in my own life. But I try to keep in mind 
not only that I am called to serve, but also that I have no idea what God's plans are for other people. I remember when I was a teenager and in my prime envious stages of life, my mom would say to me, we don't know what happens to other people behind closed doors, Minoka. And you can replace doors with social media or anything that can hide the true circumstances of life. The problem of envy has been around for all of human history. In Corinthians 1, Paul says that God's love, or Christian love, doesn't envy. And now he wouldn't be naming this if it wasn't a problem for the church of Corinth at the time that he's writing. As a church, we are called to be building relationships with God's love at the heart. And if God's love doesn't envy, ours shouldn't either. So how can we work to transform the envy in our hearts to love? How can the Christian response to envy be love instead of further disdain? I think part of the answer can be that we should appreciate what God has given us. To regard our lives as diminished in comparison to the one we are envious of is to despise the God who gave us our lives as they are. Gratitude can often be a remedy to many deadly sins. I often lean on a scripture passage from Jeremiah that reads, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has thoughts of a good future for me just as much as for my neighbor. The greed-eyed monster of envy has gotten me and it will probably get me again. But if we can focus on serving others as Jesus calls his disciples to, as well as to remember God's goodness in our own lives, instead of slashing the good fortune bestowed to others, I think we can tame the monsters inside of all of us. In the Christian life, we may know only a part of the picture of how God is working. With humility and patience, we need to recognize that God still has much to reveal to us about God's plans for our lives personally and collectively. The disciples in our passage today were quick to judgment about the requests from James and John to Jesus. Maybe this is out of fear of being seen as a second-rate disciple. One may never know. But Jesus calls them rather to be quick to service and to humbleness, just as he is asking of us. This weekend, we may hear a lot about freedom and independence and the greatness of what it means to be a part of the United States. For Christians, it's good to be reminded that freedom is just as, about, uh, just as much about the opportunity to serve and be dependent on one another as it is to be liberty from others, things such as oppression and conquering. Our liberation is with God, who molded us to love first as a response to our freedom. So may the Holy Spirit enable each of us to overcome envy when it arises in our hearts and keep our eyes on Jesus, our example, and our role model. Together we are building the kingdom of God here on earth, and it will surely take all of the goodness that God bestows to each of us to do this holy work. Let us pray. Lord, 
Help us with our honest reflection of our own sins, not so that we can be overcome with guilt or shame, but that we can learn to be more like the people that you have called us to be. Help us with our own envy so that we cannot be envious of those around us, but to focus on the goodness and have gratitude for what you give to each of us each day. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Listeners, this free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. You're giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.